This is WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Quinn Hoffman, and you're listening to Exposure on the Impact 89 FM. Tonight, in the spirit of the season, I break down the morality of telling our kids the tale of Santa Claus. We'll wrap up the show with a block of holiday music. Although I feel pretty hypocritical doing this, I will give a warning. To families listening, in this story I will cover the real Santa Claus. Every year around this time, people all around tell their kids that a man dressed in red will slip through the chimney and leave presents. And this is a good thing. Is this really a fun story we tell our kids to spark their imagination? Or are we lying to their faces? Maybe I was just bitter. I grew up in a small town called Frankenmuth. If you haven't heard of it, it's a little rural town in Michigan that has claimed to the largest Christmas store in the world. I suppose everyone needs something, right? And ours was Christmas. Growing up in a town so full of admiration for the holiday and Santa Claus, when I realized he wasn't real, I felt a little betrayed. So you're telling me all of this, every year, is about an imaginary person? I mean, whose lap have I been sitting on then? What kind of person signs up to lie to kids like that? Just north of Frankenmuth, in Midland, I was told of a place called the Santa House. It's your typical Santa spot. The kids line up and tell Santa what they want for Christmas, and they're given a piece of candy after a picture or two. The only thing about this house that's any different from any other Santa spot is that earlier in the year, around October, it becomes a Santa Claus school. The Charles W. Howard Santa Claus School is the oldest continuously running Santa Claus school in the world. And yes, it's just what it sounds like. A school where people learn to become old Saint Nick himself. It wasn't hard to find the school because there was a line out the door of kids and families waiting to see Santa. I found my way into the house and waited for Santa to be done with his shift so that I could ask him about the school. Inside the house was a one-room mechanized Christmas wonderland. Robotic elves working on toys and singing, toy trains and planes circling the room. Fake snow even fell from above every so often, causing the children to stare up in wonder. The rattle of all the machines was agitating, but I'm sure white noise to Santa and the elves. After a few minutes, the elf who let me in started getting nervous. She kept coming over and telling me, we're running a little late because of the long line. We're trying to get everybody in. I asked her why this made her so nervous, and she explained to me that if they didn't get the Santa out in time, the next Santa would come in and there would be two Santas at once. And everybody knows there's only one Santa. She said, if there were ever to be two Santas at once? And then she just gave me this look of terror. I couldn't help but wondering what she thought would happen because I have no idea. We ended up cutting it too close. Santa didn't have time for my questions. I suppose he is a busy man. But I wasn't ready to let go of it just yet, so I came back the next day. The second try, I came much earlier in the morning and the line was much shorter. 
I only had to wait a few minutes, and Santa was ready to talk. But the first thing he did was warn me of the double Santa paradox from the day before. It'll work, because I just have to be gone sooner than you're going to see two Santas, and that's illegal. A constant threat at the Santa house, no doubt. And when I asked him if he graduated from the school, he told me that he wasn't just a graduate, but the dean. I am the dean of the Charles W. Howard School. I did graduate from that school 39 years ago. But when I asked him if he was the founder of the school, he quickly denied it. No, the founder is Charles W. Howard. That's the name of the school, Charles W. Howard Santa Claus School. And the school started in 1937 by Charlie. He was a farmer in New York State, Albany, New York. He was also the Macy's Day Parade Santa. And he was the technical director on the original Miracle on 34th Street. I asked him to tell me a bit about the training the Santas go through at the school. But he wouldn't really tell me. He just kind of pushed it off to Christmas spirit. Santa school is about building Santa spirit and all the Santas that come to the school. Santas and Mrs. Santas. We had 140 Santas this year and out of the 140 students and out of those 35 were Mrs. Clauses. So the whole school is about building the spirit and it's kind of easy to do because these people wouldn't travel all the distance to come to this school if they didn't already have that Santa spirit in them maybe 10 from Canada, and uh, usually they get a European Santa here and there. The school's three days, and in that three days we jam in 40 hours of uh, training. You can't, it's like you go to Michigan State, you can't learn everything in four years, or you can't learn much about Santa. It is very detailed actually in three days. All we can do is build that spirit, build their quest to learn more. Just like going to college, you just want to learn more. And that, that's what you do. And these folks have a, that come to school, they, they have a calling, they, they want to be Santa. They understand that it's a privilege to be Santa Claus. It's not a job. So some, you know, I'll be honest with you, some that come to school are looking to have a, create a job for an income. They might be an entertainer in some other way. But most of the folks that come really understand that being Santa is a privilege and it's a great thing to do. It makes, it helps people, makes them happy. And what about the beard? Surely this prestigious Santa school would demand an authentic beard. Children expect perfection. So you can't have a artificial beard with Santa. But let me be perfectly honest with you. You could have a, I call it skin chin, and you could purchase human hair and put it on there, and it is as real as if you grew it yourself. He then went on to tell me about the Fellowship of the Santas. You become a member of the Santa Claus School. You're a member of a, a great group of people that want to keep that character and reputation of Santa as high as possible. So it would be hard to fall away and still be part of the group. It's just like graduating from Michigan State, you have that Michigan State pride. On my way out of the house, I had realized that the adults seemed to be the ones that were really powering this place. The elves and Santa were clearly more excited to be working there than the majority of the kids did to be visiting. I'm not saying that Santa Claus is made for adults and not children, but I will say this. Every adult that I ask would hesitate before telling me that it's all just for the kids, even Santa himself. Children are, they're all children, whether they're 105 or 5, you know, they're children. 
most of the folks that come here are parents bringing a child or two or three or four or five and uh, they're the ones that want to see Santa they're the ones that push this character this character Santa is uh, one of the is the best known character in the world he's the same in every country pretty much he's a man that stands for all good things so that's a good training character for a family.